1: cats the morning news 93 wibc my name is craig collins filling in uh really cool to be here for a few days well tony Katz is in israel which is a sentence that's just amazing uh tony will be sending audio to us and we'll be playing a lot of his updates uh, from his trip there i think i'll be in until the uh, early part of next week as he uh, does a really amazing journalistic thing um so i look very much forward like i imagine all of you do do all of the information Tony will share with us as he is live uh, Well, he's he's there in Israel. Uh, I want to play this audio first because it, it swept all over the place. The Fonnie Willis thing, that trial, is something that people are talking about more and more than they thought they would. When it first started, uh, when any of the conversations about if she should be dismissed and if she hired her boyfriend to be the lead prosecutor on a case where she's trying a bunch of people, including, of course, the former president and the person she hired to be the lead prosecutor has no experience, none whatsoever uh, in that job. I think it's a bad look that they dated at all, by the way. I know it might not be the same Claim is saying she gave the opportunity to her current boyfriend as opposed to a guy that she wanted to date. Uh, but that's that's essentially the debate going on right now. Uh, did she do something that benefited her? Her that was you know uh, favoritism, all those things, and because of that, should she be kicked off this uh, trial completely? Now, I think the answer should be yes, and you probably do too. Uh, but this went viral. This is one of the witnesses who had earlier claimed uh, that the relationship had started long before. Ah, uh, Fonnie Willis and Nathan Wade have this court case against Trump and others and he I guess took his statement back by clarifying what he meant and I have a reaction to it that's very different than mainstream news media but here let's play the audio first when you told me that it started when you left when she left the DA's office and was a judge in South Fulton, where did you gain that knowledge from long delay uh, by the way it comes out later actually i'm gonna stop it for a second it comes out later in this back and forth the attorney that's actually questioning him says i can see him staring at the defense attorney and they're communicating in some way on what he should say what he shouldn't say what he can object to what we can't object to so he's steering the conversation certain directions from the witness stand oh
2: well, i'm gonna object
0: because his testimony a few minutes ago that he did not recall making that statement right, i'll overrule that
2: mr bradley answer the question if you can the question.
1: <clears throat> when you told me that their relationship started when she left right. the
0: DA's office and was a judge in South Fulton, where did you obtain that knowledge from?
1: Uh,
0: very quiet. It was, I was speculating. Um, I didn't have... All
1: right, that goes on and on. He, he says he's speculating. He didn't have any information. He never saw anything. Uh, here's the thing. The people we're talking about are our lawyers. Uh, they're people who understand the legal system as well as you possibly can. If anyone had seen them making out in public or something before she hired him to do this job, they wouldn't deserve the jobs they have from like an, an intelligence standpoint. And I'm not trying to say they're idiots. I'm just saying that that would make no sense. So the the bar to to fathom whether or not these people are in a relationship uh, seems like it's getting to a ridiculous uh, degree. Uh, others said that they were also speculating. They were also guessing as to whether or not the relationship started. But you can kind of tell. And actually, the best thing I can do to, to, to demonstrate this is if you've ever had like a, a group of friends and two of the friends start dating, and you don't really know if they're dating, but you kind of know that they're dating, and you've known for a while, then eventually they tell the little group of friends, I think this happens more in like high school and stuff, and you're like, yeah, no, we, we figured that out. You guys would leave together all the time. You'd be together all the time. Uh, I'd show up in the morning and the other person was there or something. And there's so many different versions of information like that, that like literally proving someone is in a relationship by asking if you ever saw them uh, do some stuff is is crazy. That That's insane. And so he even seems to really be thinking very hard as to how he's going to say speculating because he's been coached to do it because they don't want Fonnie Willis kicked off this case, even though she obviously deserves to be kicked off this case. All right. There's one other piece of audio I do want to play. Uh, I think we're getting close to traffic, though, so I should probably uh, just tease it, and then we'll take a break, and then maybe we'll play it after the break. Uh, But Tucker Carlson did an interview uh, with Lex Friedman. I love Lex Friedman's podcast. I I don't always love the opinions he has, but I I love the ability to have someone come on, uh, even when he interviewed Kanye West. Well, Kanye West was in all the anti-Semitism controversy stuff. Um, And Lex Friedman, I think, does an incredible job of of hearing an opinion, uh, giving his own opinion, but also allowing whoever his guest is to make whatever point they want to make. And so Tucker Carlson said something about how the 2020 election was in fact stolen, just not the way we talk about in public. And a lot of people would agree, I think, with Tucker's stance on this, and it was sort of beautifully executed. So I do want to play that audio. I do want to get to that topic, Um, but I'll take a break first. So this is Tony Katz, the morning news, ninety three WIBC. More coming up in a bit.
2: Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob two hundred milligrams at kisqali dot and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. So long, live singing to the oldies. Jamming out to something new and everything in between.
1: Tony Katz in the morning news 93 WIBC. My name is Craig Collins filling in. A Matt and Carl hang out like they do every morning on this show. I'm gonna do one piece of political uh, audio and then we're gonna move on to way more fun stuff. Uh, but Tucker Carlson was on Lex Friedman's podcast. And again, even if I don't always agree with the opinions that Lex Friedman shares, I think it's an excellent show. And I think he does an excellent job of having conversations, letting other people speak their mind, him speak his mind, and then walking away from them feeling like you, you heard a lot. Um, you know, I, I don't know. I, I shouldn't be promoting it this much. No one's paying me to do it. But anyway, here is Tucker Carlson explaining exactly how he believes the 2020 election was, quote unquote, stolen. And no, it doesn't involve people stuffing ballots into ballot boxes and changing votes late at night, uh, the way that you've heard before. And I'm not saying that either one of them seems to be rejecting that notion either, but it's much more simplistic than that. There, there's an easier way to go about this conversation. Here it is. It was to- 100% stolen. Are you like joking? it was rigged to a, that large of a degree. Yeah, they they completely change the way people vote. Right before the election, on the basis of COVID, which had nothing to so do. So, in to... that way, it was rigged, meaning percent, like and then manipulated. Then you censor the information people are allowed to get. Anyone who complains about COVID, which is like, by the way, it might have hurt Trump. But I mean, it's like or whatever. I mean, you could play it many different ways. You, you can't have censorship in a democracy by definition. Here's how it works: <laughs> the people rule they vote for representatives uh-huh. to carry their agenda to the capital city right. and get it enacted that's sure. how they're in charge uh-huh. and every few years they get to reassess the performance of those people in an election in order to do that they need a they need access unfettered access to information. And he goes on to say any information, information that they want, information that the government says is false, is true. None of that matters. The arbiter of information can't be the people who want to stay in office. It has to be us. We have to decide what is accurate, what is not, and how to vote. So in that way, in those two ways, uh, Tucker Carlson says the election was, quote unquote, stolen, uh, just not necessarily the way uh, that you hear that uh, talked about before. I thought it was great. I thought it was an excellent back and forth take on that topic. All right, let's move on to something way more fun. Uh, I love this audio. This is a little girl. She's like eight, nine, 10 years old. A mom just showed up at uh, school picking her up. She's obviously late. Um, and sh- this doesn't seem like a kid that gets uh, a parent picking them up late a lot. There were the late kids whose parents were always picking them up late. I was one of those. I had a single mom who was working, you know, another job. And so she'd show up late and you know, that's the best she could do. And so the teachers always knew. And I remember I was with the other late kids. But this kid doesn't sound like a late kid based on how she reacts. Here we go. I know you're not picking me up no more. I'm <laughs> Do you no. not know what early mean? I said early, <laughs> not late. not. Listen. I was stuck on a I, I, uh, <laughs> I was stuck on... A- Okay, that goes on for a little bit. She keeps putting her hand up and going, ah, going, ah, going, ah. And then at the end, she says no, something like, no, 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 I don't want to hear it. Oh, okay, yeah, 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 you stopped on the call, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, whatever, you were late, that's fine. Whatever, mom, you're not picking me up anymore. Anyone react to the kid getting this mad at their parents? That's a future CEO right there,
0: Craig. <laughs> You Absolutely, know, you're uh, right I about mean, that. I mean, that's a <laughs> kids going to be getting up at four thirty in the morning before oh, yeah. two, If they aren't already waking up their parents, no, I think that's fun, you know, and it's just the joys of parenthood that I know nothing about.
1: <laughs> and I know nothing about either, Matt. <laughs> and that's probably for the better for me and right. for children in the world uh, that I know nothing about parenting. But yeah, no, I love that kid so much, and uh, she's got like a bunch of books and things she's throwing in the car. So I do think she's a pretty good student uh, that does not like to be picked up late. Um, I, I saw this story. I love this one a lot. I guess turkeys, like wild turkeys, are a giant problem in Staten Island. Anyone aware of this before right now? <laughs> I, I, I
0: had no idea they even had turkeys in Staten Island. It, they did. They're wild, amazing. and
1: they're crazy, and it's been since the 90s, and I remember it a little bit as a kid because I grew up on the East Coast, but not, not like it now. I guess the population has exploded in recent years, and city council members are now talking about how we can't do anything about the turkeys, people. Uh, They're going to be here. They're taking over. They're all over. They scratch cars. They, you know, block traffic. They uh, live on people's uh, yards. I guess they defecate on private property. It's written in here. And they they can't do anything about it. You're just going to have to live with the turkeys. Or hunt them yourself somehow, I guess. Uh, but I, I wonder how you'd feel if your government was like, "Yeah, the turkey problem—we're checking out of that one."
0: Oh, that's when you become vigilantes, right? And you start—you <laughs> start having a turkey hunt. You organize it. You have the torches and the pitchforks, and you say, "Let's go, guys. We're going to town <laughs> square. We're gonna round us up some turkeys and we're gonna hang them, stay, Salem style."
1: When it's all uh, said, I, I would—I would just love Matt to be in that conversation with those people as we're getting ready to go after the turkeys, because that's a collection <laughs> of humans I like. I would. totally totally
0: like to map it out and put it all together i think it'd be a blast it'd be like okay yeah. you have to don't fire until you see the whites of their eyes right. All right? Yeah.
1: <laughs> don't back down if they charge as a group keep going guys yes. Yes. it'll be fine don't let yourself be harmed
0: in the turkey shoot you have families <laughs> you have families man oh my god that is so good That is so great, yeah.
1: But apparently, they're not going to do anything about the turkey situation in Staten Island. Yeah, that that would make me mad. That would really infuriate me. I'd be like, guys, what do we
0: pay you to do? Seriously.
1: (laughs) I thought this government was supposed to do stuff for us, at least some stuff, anything. Just a the little turkey... just a little. I was I was also thinking this that during COVID a lot of animals got very arrogant because we we all went inside. So maybe just the turkey population exploded because they kind of thought Staten Island was theirs for a year or so there, and that's our problem. That's something we have to blame ourselves for and not something that comes up a lot in in COVID talk about how many turkeys took over Staten Island. It feels like a missing avenue of another debate. And see, we did the same thing to the buffalo
0: when we said we yeah you know the the buffalo were here already and then we came and kicked out the buffalo it's the same thing with the turkeys turkeys took over over during covid and now (laughs) we're kicking out the turkeys i mean right well we're trying maybe the city council shouldn't do anything about it maybe that's the lesson here
2: that's true that's true it's it's uh, it's on us i like this way to talk about life is so much more than a diagnosis it's about sharing time with those you love hanging with friends who lift you up
1: Funny cats. the morning news, 93 WIBC. My name is Craig Collins filling in. Thrilled to be with you. Lots of stuff to talk about. Uh, let's do this. Uh, Donald Trump won in Michigan. It was not hard. It was a fairly easy competition. 64.3% of the vote, I think, is one of the last ones I saw. Uh, 31% of the vote to Nikki Haley. Uh, that's That's crushing it. Uh, That's like if a varsity team is playing an eighth grade team. Uh, I think a varsity high school team versus eighth graders, it's not going well for Nikki Haley. She should not stay in this race, uh, but she's getting a lot of money uh, donated to her campaign, probably by a lot of Democrats to stay in the race to, I, I believe, try out the attacks on Trump. I think Nikki Haley is supposed to be option one of whatever the Democratic options will be. I, I know she's not a Democrat, but the Democratic options will be later. I still can't believe it'll be Biden, uh, to take shots and see what works, see what doesn't, see what resonates with people in the middle or people that are actually on the conservative side of the aisle. Um, that That's the whole agenda, in my opinion. Um, but I did think it was interesting on CNN, uh, they were talking about this and one of their uh, analysts said, yeah, this looks pretty bad. For everybody not named Trump, even honestly, when you're comparing it to the turnout in these Democratic primaries, uh, Trump is crushing it. You know, there, there's a big enthusiasm gap. If you if you look right now, there's you know 26, 27 percent of the vote in uh, between the, the Democratic turnout, the Republican turnout, uh, the Republican turnout is right now far trouncing the the Democratic turnout, um, and that's the percentage of of the total vote that we're waiting to come in. It'll be interesting to see what comes in from Wayne County. Yes, I get that but President Trump's
0: number at the moment is actually more than all of the Democratic Party
1: primary voters together. So I I would say that President Trump- All right, hold on, on. I gotta stop that for a second. You have to pay attention to how important that is. The the number of votes that Trump got is more than everyone on the Democratic side of the aisle got um, um, in the primary. That is, that's an enthusiasm gap you don't see a lot. Uh, It certainly is something that people continue to talk about. And I know that I still see the take out there that Trump can't win in a general election. The, the only reason that that's ridiculous, in my opinion, is that Biden is so different than what Biden was in 2020. In the 2020 election, which I know, and I just played audio of Tucker Carlson saying how he believes it was stolen, that rules were changed in ways that they really aren't supposed to be changed. And then also information was controlled and hidden about what was now in doubt Uh, regarding our response to COVID, our response to everything in that world. I don't know that's new. All that feels very similar uh, to stuff we've seen before. But the other big thing was that Biden was somewhat of an unknown, Uh, which sounds kind of crazy. Anyone who followed politics closely knew how much of a foot and mouth guy he was or a liar he was. Uh, He's done a lot of um, things where he plagiarizes and lies about his education, lies about his athletic achievements, etc., cetera, etc., cetera. Uh, when he was a senator, the vice president. It's never really stopped. Uh, but most people weren't paying attention then. And now they're definitely paying attention to what is a a train wreck of a person uh, in, the, in the White House. And I don't say that with joy, uh, by the way. I'm actually a little sad at times for Joe Biden. And that might sound like I'm the only one who feels that way because he's obviously not healthy enough to be in the job he's in. He should go do something else or not do anything because he's just, he's not in his right state of mind. And we see that uh, actually, that's the reason he's not getting in trouble for having classified documents is they essentially would look at him the same way they look at anyone who walks out of the store with stuff. And you, you have mercy, you have empathy. Cause you're like, all right, uh, you're not really thinking the way that you probably used to think some years ago. That's essentially the defense for the person in charge of our country and all uh, of our, you know, uh, enemies or, or, pseudo enemies throughout the world know that now, that, that we're not going to try him for classified document taking because of his, his intelligence level. Uh, but anyway, as, as uh, Trump yet again dominates, and as Nikki Haley continues to stay in a race she doesn't seem to need to be in, uh, the question isn't, um, could Trump beat Biden? Uh, the question is, who are they going to replace Biden with because he can't beat anyone? I don't think Biden would beat any of the candidates that had been on. I don't think he'd beat Nikki Haley. I don't think he would have beat Ron DeSantis. I literally don't think he would beat anyone uh, because there's so much apathy, so much lack of interest in even showing up and voting for him on his side of the aisle. That doesn't mean they're going to vote for Trump. That means a whole lot of people are just going to stay home uh, and not send in their ballot in the mail uh, like they did a few years ago, or I guess uh, we think they did a few years ago. All right. Quick break, a lot more. This is Craig Collins filling in. Tony Katz, The Morning News, 93 WIBC. Tony Katz, the morning news, 93 WIBC. My name is Craig Collins, filling in Matt and uh, Carl, hanging out as they do every single morning on this show. I thought this was interesting. There's a story at Albuquerque, New Mexico, where a teacher, I guess this is in a high school and a chemistry class, decided to bring swords to school to allow the children to fight with swords uh during the the class uh it was actually crazy enough that a kid got a cut on her wrist she's okay but she did end up in the emergency room and then parents sued and now this has become a viral story teacher plus swords plus classroom plus children anyone have a reaction to that
0: i mean have they read all the books already or did they <laughs> um learn their multiplication tables that was all good and then you have yeah. a sword fight right um these are real swords correct yeah, yeah. I'm thinking like medieval times, Braveheart, the big, you know, yeah, uh, no, actually, or, you know what?
1: It's okay. funny about what you said. I had a lot of questions when I first read this. The teacher pulls these swords out of wherever they're storing them in her house, which is an odd thing first puts them in the back of the car, gets in and drives to school. And the whole time is thinking, this is a good idea. This is a good idea. Gets to school, hands the swords to the kids, and is like, go ahead. You guys fight each other. And I guess she was even timing it. Like there was a timer and a stopwatch. And eventually a kid got hurt because they're swords. The kids were having a joust at recess,
0: I heard. Um, <laughs> yes, they were. <laughs> one, yeah. uh, battle armor. Um, I, I don't know why this teacher is allowed to go near kids anymore. I, I right. mean, I, I don't want to jump to conclusions without hearing the whole story, but you are traveling to school to teach to kids with a medieval arsenal in your trunk. So <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm, I'm not sure what the lesson is to be learned from sure. this. Are they teaching history? Or are they trying to know. say, this was the dark ages when you didn't brush your teeth. There are better ways right. to demonstrate that yeah. than having a, a medieval tournament there in the middle yeah, of the class who
1: knows maybe it was a history lesson talking about how politicians used to settle their disputes with a duel and it's like here these <laughs> people used to do this you guys try it out see how that goes but
0: that was a flintlock pistol
1: right i mean th- they <laughs> weren't true, yeah. leaving yeah, themselves
0: right. in the town square i
1: mean it's <laughs> different times right. for
0: different people right
1: you're right the teacher did it wrong she should have brought in pistols for the children uh, that is a horrible thing no of course not um <laughs> i this one i saw too i like this one a lot i guess this is from 2021 so, it's a viral video of a bear coming out of a person's basement out of like a vent and leaving for the summer. I guess the bear hibernated in this home all winter. Like, I, I bought a house a couple years ago and we had a mice problem for a bit that we had to deal with. I've never had a bear problem. This is It's insane and to see a giant black bear squeeze through a little vent and get through a house is one of the most terrifying things I've ever seen because now I feel like we should all check our basements for bears. Oh, when you buy the house, you get
0: what's in the house. Um, That's all there (laughs) is to it. So um, you now have a pet bear to do whatever Uh, you want. And I think it's the owner's responsibility to care for that bear and to make sure it's provided for. I mean, it's a dependent. Claim it on your taxes. I mean, I don't know the law, but it seems (laughs) like... well, oh, and, I mean, and, in all
1: honesty, Matt, like it's pretty easy in the winter when it's hibernating. It's just it's just sleeping. Oh, yeah. You you don't have to feed it a yeah. lot. It should be you know well fed for the whole winter. So, and I love I love what you said. You get everything in the house because you're walking through during the tour and you're like, oh, I'd love that washer and dryer. That bear hopefully is going to stay. This will be great.
0: <laughs> washer and dryer, bear, living room, <laughs> indoor in ground <laughs> pool. I'm happy. Kids, come on, we're moving. <laughs>
1: hibernating bear, mostly not yeah. dangerous. Don't wake him up. That's all our, our advice is and it'll be fine. <laughs> you only have to take um, care of it six months out of the year. You're fine. There you go. I, I love this story too, actually. So, I guess the Pittsburgh police uh, recently put out some information and there's a lot of odd pieces to it, stuff that we shouldn't know or you definitely shouldn't know if you live in Pittsburgh. Uh, the first one is that they're only going to take 50,000 calls this year, uh, the officers. They're, they're not responding to any more. If you're 50,001 at some point this year, you're out of luck.
0: You're bleeding um, so out. that's What's that? You're bleeding out. If you're fifty
1: thousand one, sorry guys, you missed it. You're you're fifty thousand and one. That's not going to work for us. Uh, They usually take two hundred thousand, so it's going to be a a bit of a a reduction there. They also gave the exact amount of officers they have: seven hundred and forty officers that are operating, and forty and forty one more that are training. Uh, They gave information about how they're going to, you know, put those officers to work. It feels like a lot of criminals might have read through this update and been like, great. These are the times of day that I should go out. These are the places I should be. They've really mapped this out well for me.
0: Um, If you're going to rob a bank, do it in December. (laughs) do do it late in the year you know you you, you might hit that 50,025 mark where the police don't come um i don't it seems like an arbitrary number to me where do you come up with this why do you say we're stopped taking a 50,000 is there a budget restraint or yeah is there a limitation are are they having a hiring problem like we have here in indianapolis with hiring police officers i mean they have a shortage
1: You know, it's funny to joke about some of the, like, ludicrousness of this, but you're absolutely right, Matt. Um, It's definitely all those things, and I've talked about it uh, in the Chicago area, too, uh, that The cops are are struggling to do their job because of the way in which they're analyzed. And then people are disinterested in that job because of the hyper focus on it and the anti-cop stuff that's been out there for a while. So absolutely a giant problem. It's not, it's not the fault of the police officers that there's limited staff, but it is sort of a ridiculous thing to tell people that we're not going to answer the phone after a certain amount of time. You're, you're, you know, to defend yourselves, you're on your own. Uh, eventually but absolutely there's a seriousness to the to the conversation itself and how many places throughout the country are seeing this challenge
0: yeah it's a it's a monster problem right now i think I mean, well maybe yeah. not a monster problem but i understand how difficult it would be for a police officer to work in this age day of age i mean especially with social media i mean you're trying to do your job and you have people right. taping you there's a thousand things going on there but yeah i like what you said as far as not this isn't the police officer's fault so much it's no. just somebody making a decision that maybe not be the best i'd like to know more about it i'm really curious about this
1: yeah, yeah. Well, we'll dive into it maybe more later. Cool. Um, or we'll see how Pittsburgh reacts to the fact that they have a limited number of phone calls. I wonder if there's like a giant ticker uh, at the police station <laughs> that's going off every time a call comes in that they answer. Like, uh oh, we're at forty nine 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 nine. We're only doing one more, people. There's a ball drop. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's a little countdown. Uh, that's yeah, a little great. countdown. Dick Clark's out there, fifty thousand. Yeah, you know. Okay.
1: Man, Oh, Dick Clark. All right, yeah, you got, got some traffic for us, Matt.